Welcome to the Post-COVID Church Podcast with your host, Stuart Kellogg. My guest, the Reverend Dennis Turner, pastor of Christ Church in East Wichita, Kansas, and leader of a movement bringing churches together, our topic today. He and his wife, Kathy, grew up in Northeast Missouri as farm kids. He got a degree in agricultural business, entered the ag industry and farming, but then at the age of 26, surrendered to God's will on his life to vocational ministry, moved the young family to Central Florida, received a degree in pastoral ministry and business administration from Warner Southern in Lake Wales, Florida. They then moved to Wichita to join the staff at Central Community Church, and two years later, planted a new church in East Wichita, Christchurch, in the fall of 93, and they now also have several churches in Nicaragua, Honduras, and support church planting movements in India and Israel. Kathy also founded and leads a ministry called Hope Ranch for Women that leads women who have been exploited to freedom and transformation. Dennis and Kathy have two children who are both married and serving the Lord, and they have recently welcomed their ninth grandchild into the family. Welcome, Dennis, to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. Thanks, Stuart. Glad to be with you today. Well, tell us about uh, moving from harvesting the field to harvesting the field. <laughs> well, we've laughed about that many times. We, we were uh, on a diversified farm, which means we had livestock and row crop and uh, realized that all that time had been preparation for for ministry, so uh, there's a lot, lot of correlation between stewarding the resources and shepherding uh, livestock to uh, ministry, caring for people and um, watching to, to see if they're developing and thriving. I think that's really what uh, it's what husbandry is. It's it's establishing environments where things can thrive, and in the church setting, that's people and families. So it was good preparation. Well, you're very involved in church planting. Is it fair to say that uh, just building a big church in one place is not how you see the Bible calling the followers and the leaders? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think churches ought to be bigger, obviously, because more people ought to be coming to know Jesus. So I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to big churches, but uh, churches are only places where people come to be uh, uh, connected to the heart of the Father and equipped to expand the kingdom and be deployed in the kingdom. So it's really just an equipping station. It's a, it's a hospital and an equipping station, if you will. So if it keeps getting bigger without scattering, it's not working the way the Father intended. I think the Father intended for there to be scattering all along. And we see that all through scripture. You see it in the Tower of Babel when people gathered together and said, we don't really need God. We'll make a, you know, we'll make a name for ourselves and we'll be our own thing. And God said, no, you'll scatter. And uh, he's done that all along. Even in Jerusalem, when you see things going quite well when the church is first born, God allows persecution to come and they scatter. And if we're not doing that intentionally, then it's not really the kingdom of God or the church God intended, in my view. Well, I want you to talk about the movement in Wichita, the pastors getting together, saying something needs to be done to unify the body of Christ and to do something more than just have all the different churches and denominations. Can you walk us through 
the genesis of the movement? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a mentor of mine who's now 95 years old and still very, very bright, and, and we, we connect now on the phone or on Zoom periodically because he's a, a place where we're trying to, he's, he's trying to stay apart from, and his family is trying to keep him apart from the, the virus, of course. But he, uh, he introduced me to a pastor here in town because I began to talk about wanting to gather pastors together to pray. And as we began to pray together and, and meet with other pastors, he introduced me to a pastor of a, a, a Presbyterian church here in Wichita. And uh, we both had a heart to gather people together to pray. And I, uh, the, the word that God kept putting on my heart, which is very simple, was simply, there's one church. There's, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one church. And that began to resonate. And every time I've shared that very simple truth, it always, the, the spirit of God always causes that to resonate in our, in our souls. So we invited pastors to come and pray and more pastors started coming to pray. And then a guy uh, by the name of Sam McVeigh who talked about, okay, how can we now gather the church in the Wichita area together to pray? and uh, to be one church. And so we started having citywide gatherings um, about six times a year. And then we gather pastors together at least once a month in various locations. And today there are several different pastors uh, groupings, which we encouraged, again, it's the scattering thing. We encouraged as many pastors to gather in groups as possible at various times throughout the week um, whatever frequency they want. And then periodically we gather the city. So when, when we invite uh, people to come together for a citywide prayer, uh, we'll typically have anywhere from 700 to 2000 people uh, gather together to pray. Now COVID-19 has changed the landscape a bit, but um, that's what's happened over the last three or four years years. Uh, we've not, we've intentionally not formed an organization. Um, it's not a 501c3. We don't, we don't take money. We don't spend money. We, when we, when we need to print something or somebody just donates it and, uh, we're, we're trying to stay as organic as possible and allow the Holy Spirit to just lead us but then for people to gather and pray and then be deployed into the streets of the city so that we, and we're praying for two things primarily, the revival of the church and the redemption of the city. And we, we've pretty much stayed focused on that. A lot of people have wanted to um, sometimes co-opt, you know, we want you to promote this event or this initiative or this issue and we've said, well, those are all great, but as long as we pray for the revival of the church and the redemption of the city, it pretty much covers everything. So, yes, uh, the Reverend Dennis Turner, pastor of Christ Church in East Wichita and also part of wichitaprayer.com is uh, the website. So you have the quarterly events, and again, those are on hold, but you're also, what you're saying is, is doing this within each church then. 
at a particular time. That's really, yeah, that's really been the, the hope and, and vision all along is to mobilize people to pray and to mobilize churches to be houses of prayer. Um, and then for each church to be equipped to lead their people to be people of prayer and then to move them into their homes to where their homes are houses of prayer. And they raise children in the environment of prayer. And that's really um, the hope and dream and prayer of the whole thing is that not, not to have a movement necessarily, not to even have events, but to get people to pray and to become people who love to pray. That's really our native tongue. You know, the, the first thing we do when we're born is cry. We're crying out to our parents. I mean, it's the most natural thing in the world for us. We were, we were originally known as the people who cry out to the Lord. And uh, before we were called Israelites or Jewish people or Christians, we were known as the people who cry out to the Lord. It goes all the way back to Genesis 4. That's our native language but we've forgotten how to speak. We don't, it's like parents tell children, use your words instead of whining. <laughs> we need to use our words and pray. And that's what we're really trying to, to encourage people to do. How can you tell that it's working? Uh, you know, more and more, what we're finding is indicators is people, more and more people are talking about prayer. More and more pastors seem to be preaching and teaching on prayer. We're hearing more and more. We have a prayer room in our building that people can access 24-7, 365. Uh, there, are, there are seven or eight of those at least now around the city where people have, people have access to, and those are being used more and more. Um, more groups of pastors are gathering together to pray. So we are seeing some traction. We're seeing some indicators. Uh, we're 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 also seeing unity happen and relationships being built between pastors that previously didn't even know one another wouldn't wouldn't have gone across the street to introduce themselves to one another, and now they've become very very close friends. And the churches have begun to develop relationships with one another, where pastors are talking about. You know, my friend, the pastor at X church, and, and we spend time together and we pray together and we love. So it's become more part of the language and habits. Uh, we have a long ways to go. We've, we're just getting started. But we feel like we're getting some traction and it's starting to make a difference. What about the parishioners? What was the response that you saw and how has that grown? Well, initially, they all loved it. They were all so excited that instead of talking about a church in a negative way, we're talking about churches in positive ways. Um, I think everybody's tired of the vitriol and the backbiting and the, you know, the gossip and all the slander that's going on in the body of Christ. And um, people are ready for something exciting and new and positive and unifying and powerful. And, you know, Psalm 133, God tells us very clearly, when my people gather together, he says, it's good for, it's good when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. It's like the oil flowing down over Aaron's beard. He says, and there I command a blessing. 
when that happens, well, we all want to be blessable, right? We all want to be in a position where God wants to entrust us with his presence and his power and his provision and his protection and all those things. Well, God loves to move toward humble, holy people. And I think people are, are hungry for that, especially now. My guest, the Reverend Dennis Turner, pastor of Christ Church in East Wichita. The group we're talking about, Wichita Prayer, and a, uh, the church is coming together over the last several years and planning to do more of it. Our whole focus here in the post-COVID church uh, is to look at what the church is going to be on the other side of this pandemic. What do you see? I, I think, you know, it, it's probably goes without saying, but I'll say it, it, nothing's ever going to be the same. I don't think we're going back to normal per se, whatever that is. <clears throat> but there's, there's a couple things I would say to that question. I think what we're going through is a natural process that happens about every 500 years. Uh, if you look back over history, you see a 500 year major, major, major shift. So if you'll allow me just briefly, you can go all the way back, let's say 500 years before Jesus. You have the formation of the, of the first republic in, in, in the Roman Empire. And, and oh, oh, by the way, there was a pandemic about that same time. Um, you go to, you go to, then 500 years later, you have Jesus, obviously lots of things changing. All these changes often happen around communication, travel, uh, political power and shifts and nothing's ever the same after that. We're that's what we're going through right now. Um, you go 500 years later, Roman Empire dissolves. 500 years later, you have the Crusades. 500 years later, 1500, you have the uh, printing press and the Reformation movement and you know Martin Luther and all the everything changes. Nothing is ever the same. In fact, often now when when people study church history, they don't go beyond 1500. All they talk about is Calvin and Luther and the Reformation. They think that's all the only exists. It emerged out of everything that changed in that particular season. We're going through uh, major global changes, uh, political shifts and power shifts. Um, there's a lot to it. I won't take time to talk about it, but that's part of what we're going through. So nothing's ever going to be the same. And I think a lot of ways it's going to be a good thing. Uh, I think it's, again, back to that scattering thing. I think it's going to cause the church to recognize we can't depend on the large gatherings. We can't depend on the way things have been. We've got to understand who we are and what we're called to do. And again, we may still gather periodically in really large ways, but um, I, think you're, I think we're going to see the emergence of many more uh, house churches, small groups functioning as churches and and a much more organic expression of the kingdom where children and people in those contexts are truly raised up and equipped and discipled and they go out and they're deployed to reach people who don't know jesus um and by the way nothing can stop that no pandemic no political change no no power shift nothing can stop that um, the way we're set up right now, the, the, the modern church is so dependent on uh, government protection that if government protection goes away, a lot of our churches will go away. 
So it will be smaller, you see it, uh, but more focused, more devoted, if you will, more serious. Um, and I think uh, this is a refining time. You know, will the real Christians please stand up? I think that's part of what we're seeing and we'll see out of this time. Um, and, a lot, and again, a lot of that's good. A lot of people are asking questions. What, where do I go from here? Because I obviously can't find hope in anything else except for God. A recent post I put down, uh, quoted the Barna Group, uh, showing that one third of practicing Christians, the people who say Christ is important to them and they used to go to church at least once a month, <laughs> not much of a definition of practicing, but nonetheless, that's it. But one third have not taken part in anything since the shutdown as far as online. Does that surprise you? Mm -hmm. Uh, no, it, has, it doesn't. Unfortunately, it doesn't. I wish it did surprise me. Um, I think, I think some people are participating in ways that they that there weren't too. I think there's there's another side of that coin. We've seen some engagement of people who are looking, who are who become desperate, who may not have because until this happened. But I think a lot of people have sort of hunkered in and out of fear. They're just you know they're hiding and they're they're not engaging. It's been easy to not engage. I think for a while they did church online in their pajamas and then they realized I can just do the pajamas part. I don't do church. But again, that's part of the, that's part of purification and the sort of the winnowing away of who's, who's really in and who's really not. Perfect. Well, thank you. Our guest uh, has been Reverend Dennis Turner, pastor of Christ Church in East Wichita. Uh, and also has planted churches uh, around the world, including in Israel and in India, uh, and also uh, is a key part of bringing churches together in Wichita to pray together uh, and then to scatter. Thank you, Dennis, for being a part of uh, the Post-COVID Church Podcast. My pleasure. Good to see you. I'm Stuart Kellogg. The mission of the Post-COVID Church Group is to help the church plan and serve the post-pandemic world. Thank you for listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. For more, go to the Post-COVID Church group on Facebook 